What's up, everybody? Welcome to Cinema Trip Reviews. I am Wyatt, and today I'm going to be talking about The Stuff from 1985. If you haven't already, make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Go check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews. Also, wherever you get your podcast, drop in and leave us a good review there as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm talking about The Stuff from 1985 today. This was a first-time watch for me. You know, this movie has always been kind of on my radar. I have always kind of known about it. Uh, when I was younger, you know, going through the movie, the video store and everything, going through the horror section, uh, the poster and like the, the cover of the VHS always stuck out to me. You know, it's such a great cover of just the dude with the stuff coming out of his eyes and his mouth and everything. It was always really cool. I did kind of know what it was about in a way, you know, just a product that everybody's going out and buying. And of course, you know, it turns them into like these like kind of like it reminds you of Invasion of the Body Snatchers in a way just kind of turns people into like these zombies and they get taken over with the stuff and everything. And it also, you know, it does have a commentary, you know, the movie is pretty much a commentary on like marketing and, and, you know, the FDA and, you know, just all these huge products that, that corporations try to push specifically for money. It doesn't matter really what's in them or if it could hurt people. You know, there is a message going along with the movie as well. You know, I was kind of aware of that. Maybe that was something that kind of, you know, kind of pushed me off, drew me away from the movie a little bit, you know, but it is that time of the year where I usually go and watch a ton of horror movies, you know, stuff that I usually watch every single year around this time of, of the year, you know, going into Halloween. Um, but I'm also trying to go out and watch some stuff I haven't seen before, you know, just like Alligator, you know, I reviewed at the beginning of the of the week here. That was one I never saw before, and I really enjoyed that one. If you haven't seen that review, definitely go check it out. But the stuff was one I was always kind of aware of. I just never really gave it a chance or really, it wasn't high up on my watch list and after watching it I, I definitely did enjoy it a bit you know I didn't enjoy it nearly as much as alligator um, but it, it definitely had its charm to it I was kind of expecting more of kind of like a body horror you know a little bit more I wouldn't say gruesome but stuff that you would you see on the cover of the movie you expect to be throughout the movie itself where well, there's only a couple cases of that it's, it's not really throughout the whole movie itself um, which was a little disappointing. I was expecting some some more cool stuff, stuff oozing out of people's eyes and mouths and, you know, a, a lot of cool things like that. I mean, you get a couple of things here and there, but the movie isn't about that itself. It's like people getting just brutally killed by the stuff. It's not like that at all. The movie is directed by Larry Cohen. I have seen a couple of his things. I actually recently watched Q the Winged Serpent, which is kind of like a monster movie, uh, which was actually pretty cool. And it also does star Michael Moriarty, who is in this movie. Michael Moriarty is uh, David. They call him Mo. And he just has this ridiculous like Southern accent that he has throughout the whole movie. And it's just, it's not great. <laughs> it's not a good Southern accent. And it's weird because it's kind of throws you off because like nobody else in the movie has an accent except for him so it's like why was this really needed because I mean in Q and the Winged Serpent he doesn't have an accent he he reminds me of Bill Burr which is oddly enough if anybody ever seen that movie you take Bill Burr and put him in that position it's like this you have the same character it's weird but that's a whole nother conversation for another time but uh Michael Moriarty I mean he definitely is charismatic in this movie. I like his character. It's just that that accent is just, it, you're not fooling anybody, dude. Like, I don't understand why they needed the reason for the accent in this. But, I mean, they, his name is David. They call He calls himself Mo, and he always has a, you know, a funny quip to go along that. And he's like, people always offer me something. I always want Mo. You know why they call me Mo? No, why? Because every time people give me money, I always want Mo. 
he's very charismatic. He knows how to, you know, work people. He knows how to sell people on things. He knows how to get information out of people. And that's part of his job. You know, he's a private investigator. He's a PI hired by like ice cream companies to investigate the stuff, which is like this somewhat new product that's just taken the world by storm. And at the very beginning of the movie, you kind of see where the stuff comes from. It's just like these workers just out in the middle of nowhere during the winter, you know, they're working at like this construction site and this dude just sees like this white stuff bubbling out from the ground and the first thing was like the dude just sees this weird substance he's never seen before coming out of the ground and his first thought is just take a handful of it and eat it <laughs> like you don't know what that is so you just decide to eat it he's like oh this is fucking delicious maybe we can make some fucking money out of this and sure enough they are, they are able to make buku amounts of money off of this and they you know the company that buys it and markets it and sells it you know is making a ton of money they actually have like huge the stuff stands it's like an ice cream parlor people can just go to and buy the stuff they have it all over supermarkets commercials based around the stuff that you kind of get interwoven throughout the movie it's just like these different commercials and I actually really like that that aspect of the movie. I actually could have had a little bit more, a couple more of those types of commercials throughout because they're all a little different and they all have like the kind of the same jingle, like can't get enough of the stuff. Pretty decent. I, I really like the commercial aspect of the movie. David, played by Michael Moriarty, his thing is he's hired by the ice cream companies to go investigate the stuff because nobody really knows what's in it. It just kind of came out of nowhere. It's kind of thrown out there. And as you find out, it's kind of protected under the FDA like statute of identities rule or something that which is the same thing that like the the recipe for coca-cola is under the secret recipe for coca-cola is kind of protected under that so nobody really knows what's in the stuff itself they're just able to put it out there for people to sell and people are addicted to it they're absolutely addicted to it they love it and not only just that they just want to figure out how they can copy it themselves and i mean even blatantly you know paraphrasing here we're like we got to find out what's in it so we can produce it ourselves and put it out there and pretty much says like we we got to put our own spin on it to put it out there we're not going to do an exact copy but we're going to release our own version of the stuff we got to get in while the getting's good so it's not even like they're looking out for people's safety as far as what's in it they just want to figure out what's in it so they can copy it so they can make money off of it um, because the stuff is even bigger than just ice cream at that point in time you know throughout while you're following David there is a sub story going on in the movie you follow Jason who's played by Scott Bloom this little kid you know it's just a typical you know suburban family and he goes down one night, he, he can't sleep, he's hungry, he goes in the fridge, he opens up the fridge, and like the tub of the stuff is you know, tipped over and you could see it moving. It's crawling across the fridge and his dad comes down. His dad's a fucking asshole. He just instantly gets mad at him for walking around in the middle of the night and like scaring him, waking him up or whatever. And the kid tries to tell him he saw this stuff moving. Of course, he doesn't believe them. And what's really weird, he like, he yells at the kid and as the kid's walking away, he like spanks him. Like he slaps him. I was like, that's really strange. Like, why would you add that in there? But the dad is just a straight asshole. Man, after this kid just sees the stuff moving once, that was enough for him. He's he's completely turned off of it. He wants nothing to do with it. Even much so much so that he like goes to the grocery store the next day and he just completely destroys it. Like he's going in and just destroying every container of the stuff he can find. He's smashing stuff all over the place. Like this dude, this kid is is out of control. Like you saw the stuff move once and you're just going out destroying grocery stores. It was a pretty funny scene, but like, I don't know the, the kid's subplot doesn't work nearly as well for me, especially later in a movie where he really isn't needed. Um, I understand having the plot of him and his family. And then over the course of the movie, you, his family, you know, gets addicted to the stuff. And as you find out the stuff, as the more that people eat it, they're starting to get kind of consumed. They're getting possessed by the stuff itself. This, this stuff is kind of like an alien organism, I guess, that possesses people. 
and they act different. People start acting like they're in commercials, like they're super happy and cheery and they're like they're trying to push the stuff on people. Like you got to have more. You got to try it. Join us. It's effective and it works. I like those scenes whenever he does go back and the family is extremely different than what they were originally at the beginning of the movie. Um, and they try to force him to eat it and everything. And of course, the kid kind of tricks them. I like those aspects and those scenes, but later, once the kid leaves the house and leaves his family after they're somewhat possessed, he ends up like running into David. Well, David's just driving by when the kid escapes, and he just tells him to hop in, and then they just go on this mission together. From that point on, the kid really doesn't do much, and the kid doesn't really need to be in the story from there on out. I think it would have worked better for me if you would have found, kind of found a way to lose the kid. Maybe David drops him off somewhere, um, but you really didn't need the kid in the back half of the movie whatsoever. There is another character in the movie i wouldn't you say wouldn't say you follow she's she follows david throughout the movie uh, her name is uh, nicole she's played by andrea marcovici she's like a, a marketing executive she's the one that really kind of she created the name the stuff for the product and even the brand look and everything she's the one that kind of helps develop the commercials and everything uh, she starts. She starts following David around once she, he kind of proves to her what this stuff is doing, and she kind of blames herself for kind of helping it get as big as it is. Um, she she's okay. I wouldn't say she's even really necessary to the plot as well. The whole movie revolves around David, and he's the one really doing everything. She's just kind of along for the ride. And I wouldn't even they they maybe kind of insinuate there's a love interest thing between them, but there really isn't much at all. So it's like, why is she even really here? Same thing with the kid. I mean, I mean, even the kid at least has some more to do in the movie than than Andrea Marcovici as Nicole. Um, the kid actually has the plot point with the family and them slowly getting consumed by the stuff where it's like, she's just kind of along for the ride throughout the whole thing. And then you have uh, Garrett Morris of SNL fame, famous for like the uh, the interpreter for the deaf on SNL during like the weekend updates, but was in the 70s or 80s. Our top story tonight. Our top story tonight. Yeah, Lisa Lisa Francisco Franco is still Franco dead. Is still dead. Garrett Morris is hilarious on SNL. I've I've watched a lot of those old SNL episodes, um, and he's great. And it, it, you know, unfortunately, he wasn't able to do too much throughout the rest of his career. I mean, he's still doing stuff, but he wasn't. He didn't get nearly as big as a lot of the other SNL alums. And I, I think he should have. He's a funny dude. He's he's very charismatic, and he's great in this movie. He plays a chocolate chip Charlie. He's like the head of this like chocolate chip empire, and of course, he's kind of kicked out of his empire by his brother and his cousins and everybody else within because they got brainwashed by the stuff and the, the execs of the stuff and they took over his company and they're using it to kind of push the stuff out there and chocolate chip charlie he's out there just trying to take him down as well so he kind of ends up partnering up with david for a little bit and he, you know he's a funny character he keeps talking about how his fists are like registered weapons and he's going around always punching people and stuff um and they even get like attacked by like a group of people like that are possessed by the stuff and he ends up like punching a hole in one and he's like damn i punched a hole in someone this movie really does kind of pull you in different directions because you do follow David most of the time, who's trying to uncover what's going on with the stuff. Um, and he's kind of going back and forth. He, he you know, deals with Nicole and the marketing agency and everything. And then, of course, he goes to the actual distributor of the stuff. And you find out that a lot of the people that were involved higher up as far as testing it and distributing it, they're either dead or have left the country or have gone missing. Uh, so there's only a handful of people that David can really talk to that's involved with it and everything. And they even try to hire him on as like head of security or whatever. And he's just like, as long as I don't have to eat the stuff, man. And then David eventually kind of partners up with like this militia group 
towards the end of the movie who's uh, led by Paul Sorvino, who plays uh, Colonel Spears. And he's like this very like right wing colonel that's trying to run everything. And he he convinced and David convinces him to, you know, help take over you know, like the factory of the stuff because um, he convinces them exactly what the stuff is doing. And of course, once they get there, they're just, you know, firing all over the place, killing everybody in sight. They decide to go to Atlanta and, you know, put out a radio broadcast telling everybody and warning everybody of the stuff. And of course, that leads to just everybody finding out what it is. They end up destroying it. People are burning cases of it. They close down all the stores and, and pretty much the stuff is no longer, you know, they, they kind of get rid of the stuff. And then of course the end of the movie, you're going to have these like back alley dealers that are still having cases of the stuff they're pushing to people. You know, that can go with anything, you know, that's how it was with alcohol back in the day. Anything that really gets outlawed or is illegal, you're still going to have people that are, you know, selling it under the table, selling it in back alleys and dealing these sorts of things. And the stuff itself is kind of interesting because it can do different things. It can kind of move around and by itself and take over and swallow people whole as as a substance um, if you eat it it can take control inside of you and you can go out and try to kill other people and then it can just kind of evacuate your body and leave you as just like an empty husk I guess as you see a couple points in the movie like a dude just laying there by like with his mouth wide open and the stuff just climbs out and just escapes I mean at the end of the movie unfortunately Garrett Morris gets taken control by the stuff it like bulges out his neck and kind of tears him apart from the inside where it's like it was kind of cool, the effects in that scene. I mean, I expected, like I said, I expected more of that kind of body horror type thing with the stuff. And you don't, you don't really get a ton of that in the movie, which I was kind of maybe a little disappointed on. I was expecting a little bit more like weird out there type, I wouldn't say gore, but people getting kind of consumed by the stuff and it kind of ripping them apart from the inside, kind of like Garrett Morris's character. Well, there really wasn't too much of that at all i mean you have a couple of the the scenes like when david and and garrett morris are fighting back so like the mob they get surrounded by the mob and they're punching and fighting back and they're just punching holes in people's heads and chests and stuff and like the stuff leaks out or it's just kind of hollow in their head and something it's it's kind of weird how it works it doesn't i feel like the, the director and the writers kind of didn't really know didn't have a plan for specifically what the stuff could do they were just kind of throwing ideas and hope it stuck to the wall so the stuff can really kind of do different things whenever they need it to you really don't really get an answer about like what the stuff is or really like how it came to earth all, all you really know is that it just comes from the ground and they just put it straight into these containers and ship it to people they don't even put it through processing they don't make put any additives in it or anything they just straight take it straight from the ground put it in these containers and sell it to people there's no additives no nothing and that's exactly what's kind of this alien substance is taking over people but I was expecting kind of some more explanation into it. Like maybe they would have like scientifically looked into it to see what makes up the stuff and saw where it came from. I don't know. Um, I was expecting some more explanation regarding these things, but you really don't get anything. It's just you find out it's oh, it's controlling people. Got to let people know what it's doing. Warn them so the whole world can just kind of destroy it. And that way we're, we're rid of it once and for all. The movie is like an hour and a half or so. Um, it's paced somewhat well. There's a couple slow spots throughout. It's, it's I wouldn't say it's dull, but it's just not necessarily needed. Like the, the whole Jason being trapped in like this tanker truck, like this dumb kid is just trying to hide from these people. So he hops in like this tanker 
of this tanker truck and he gets locked in there. Like, what did, what did you expect to happen? And then you just have this whole plot thread of him just being stuck in his tanker. And of course, David just happens to walk by eventually and hears him in there somehow. I don't know. It's just some of those scenes, it could be either could have been just cut out or, I mean, that whole character, Jason could have been cut out of the movie. Like I said, at one point and it wouldn't have mattered to the second half. I thought the writing was okay. Cinematography was decent especially for 85 and this type of movie. Uh, the acting definitely could have been better for certain for certain actors or actresses, um, but that is expected as far as like an 80s type horror movie at this point. I was just kind of expecting a little bit more horror in there as far as uh, what the stuff is capable of doing. You get a couple cool kills in there, I suppose, like the one dude when they're in the hotel room, uh, the, the stuff kind of tries to come in and take over David and it's like on his face. It's a very slapsticky type scene because he's just rolling around this hotel room with this stuff on his face. And this random guy just kind of busts through the door and tries to kill David all of a sudden uh, and he gets thrown on the floor and the stuff that was on just David's face just grows huge and just swallows this guy whole on the side of this wall, which is kind of, it was a pretty cool effect. And the stuff itself, I mean... It is, it's, it's an edible treat for people throughout the movie. And man, I gotta say it, it does look kind of delicious. I mean, it's looks some scenes. It looks kind of like a, like a marshmallowy, like marshmallow fluff type materials texture. In some scenes it looks like it's kind of like soap suds in some way. Some looks like it's shaving cream or whipped cream looks kind of different in certain scenes. Uh, but man, I gotta say when people are eating this stuff, it kind of does look delicious. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I and I always wonder, like, what does it taste like? Everybody kind of says it tastes sweet, and it's the best thing they've ever tasted. Like, I, I kind of want some stuff. I'm not gonna lie. And I mean, you are, you got to eat a ton of it to get possessed or controlled by it. So I mean, just one little taste isn't gonna matter. I feel like. And that's a good segue to kind of the ending of the movie in a way, because once they put the radio broadcast out, you see everybody burning their cases of the stuff. They don't even really shut down the the actual like mark the stuff stores where people could go and sell it they burn it down they don't even bother just boarding it up they burn the whole store down they are burning cases of the stuff and everything and what's interesting is the uh is david and jason go back to like the heads of the distributors who are dealing with the stuff they go back there and the distributors were trying to tell him like we understand it was an unsafe product but believe me we're working on the next product it's called the taste and we're putting enough dairy product in with the stuff so it doesn't possess people it doesn't take over you know it's not enough in there to take over anybody's body it's just a small percentage um, but people can still enjoy it and have it as a tasty treat and David's just like bro you're just repackaging it and putting it out to people I understand you're kind of mixing it with dairy products but if people eat enough of it they're still going to get you know, taken control of by the stuff and you know how much of an issue the stuff is and you're still trying to put it out there on shelves for people just to make money. And that's really the whole message of the movie is like, no matter how dangerous something is, these companies are always going to find a way to put it out there in some capacity just to make a little, little extra money. And David as like this private eye, you know, he's a stand up guy for a majority of the movie. And it gets kind of dark there at the end because David and this little kid, Jason, they sit there and make these two executives eat the stuff just boxes and boxes of the stuff, which is pretty much they're forcing them to possess themselves and pr pretty much kill themselves in a way. And it's kind of a dark note to go out on, and especially when you cut to everybody else destroying these cases of the stuff, and then you go into the back alley and you see like these these dealers, you see, like, 
oh, here, I got the stuff. I literally got the stuff for you here, man. And I wasn't surprised that's the note that it ended on. Because, I mean, it's going to be hard to destroy every single thing of the stuff across the country or across the world, you know? There's always going to be people that are going to want it or try to sell it. And it just goes with the message of the movie itself, and that's a good note to kind of go out on. But overall, I actually did enjoy the flick. Uh, I do believe if you had any other person in the title role of David... Other than Michael Moriarty, I don't think it would have worked as well just because of how charismatic he is, even with that phony baloney accent that he has on there that disappears when he's whispering to people. He just kind of disappears. He's just talking normal when he's whispering to somebody. It's kind of funny. I think he did a better job in this movie than he did in, in Cue the Winged Serpent. And those are the, really the only two movies I've seen Michael Moriarty in. And of course, like Garrett Morris as Chocolate Chip Charlie, I think he should have been a bigger role in this movie. I th Those scenes between... David and Chocolate Chip Charlie in the middle of the movie. Those are some of my favorite scenes in the movie, just the kind of the way that they're bouncing off of each other. I really would have wished that would have been the kind of the partnership throughout the movie instead of having David partnering up with like Jason or with uh, with Nicole in the movie, the, the, the marketing executive. I think that partnership of Charlie and him would have worked a lot better for the movie as far as kind of keeping it a little bit funny as far as comedic relief because that's why Chocolate Chip Charlie is there. But I just think the chemistry between those guys worked better than like David and Nicole or David and Jason. Um, Nicole and Jason could have just completely, Nicole could have been cut out of the movie almost completely after her scene. Um, and after Jason, you know, escapes with his family, you really didn't need to see him from there on out as well. He didn't really contribute much to the story. I mean, you could easily kind of say that about Chocolate Chip Charlie in a way, but at least Chocolate Chip Charlie has a motive to kind of get back at the stuff and you know, the people that are running the, the, the company and everything because they took his company from him. He has a motive to go out and try to stop him and try to stop them. He has a motive to go out and try to help, you know, David stop the stuff. And, you know, I'm kind of back and forth with the whole militia part aspect of the story as well. I don't really think that was needed, but with the way that the stuff is and it was trying to take over uh, at the end, you know, busting through walls and sucking people up and everything. It was kind of turned into a blob in a way. There was a, The movie had a lot of blob elements in it as far as like the stuff is concerned in the back half. It's kind of like the blob mixed with like in, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers in a way. But I mean, overall, I actually did enjoy the movie quite a bit. It's a fun time. Uh, for a first watch out of a buy it rent it or miss it I would just say a rent it I wouldn't say you need to buy this movie by any means just go on like Amazon or or whatever it's streaming and, and just check it out it's an easy flick to watch it, it you know it's I think it's paced somewhat well it's enjoyable it has some funny spots in it uh, the horror aspect isn't really there as much as I would have liked it to be um, but you know, it is what it is. It does have its faults. It does have its problems. Uh, but I do recommend it. Definitely go, uh, check it out here. It's the perfect, it's a good movie to watch during the month of October. But yeah, that is my review of the stuff from 1985. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure to go back and check out all of our other reviews, uh, that have come out over the, the course of this month as well. And also make sure to tune in this coming week, this Wednesday for our review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Alex joins the show and we're going to be talking all about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and also tune, tune in on Friday. October 27th for our first ever Cinema Trip Reviews live stream for Halloween and it's going to be a great time we may have a, a mini review in there we're going to be talking about Halloween memories what's going on with the Halloween franchise and a bunch of other stuff we're going to have some guests drop in it's going to be a good time so tune in on, on Friday October 27th for that also make sure to like share and subscribe as always check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Cinema Trip Reviews also wherever you get your podcast drop in and leave us a good review there as well and we'll see everybody next week